everybody. Welcome to a special edition of the Passing Judgment Podcast. I'm your host, Loyal Law School Professor Jessica Levinson. And today I want to talk about something that some of us just watched on TV, which is the last meeting of the January 6th House Select Committee. And this was a meeting where the House Select Committee basically summed up all of the hearings that we've heard over the last months, all of the testimony that they received, all the documents that they've reviewed, and they took the historic step of saying, we believe that this evidence means that the Department of Justice should bring criminal charges against the former president of the United States. Again, we've never seen anything like this before. We've never had a House Select Committee that said, based on all of this evidence, we are making a criminal referral to the Department of Justice for four charges to be brought against the former president of the United States. I hope that we don't become numb to this because, again, this is still an aberration in our country, and I hope that it does not become the new normal. Now, let's talk specifically about these charges. The House Select Committee said, we believe that there are at least four federal criminal charges that should be brought against the former president of the United States. Again, this is a House Select Committee. All they can do is make a symbolic criminal referral. They cannot walk into a federal courthouse and actually prosecute these claims. That's for the Department of Justice to make an independent assessment as to whether or not they can prove beyond a reasonable doubt that these federal criminal statutes were in fact violated. So which federal criminal statutes are we talking about here? First, we're talking about obstruction of an official proceeding of Congress. This requires that a person corruptly obstruct, influence, or impede any official proceeding or attempt to do so. It carries with it a potential prison term of up to 20 years. This was a charge that was referred against both former President Trump and one of his legal counsels, John Eastman, the former dean of Chapman Law School and a former clerk for Justice Clarence Thomas. This is really based on the plot to try and thwart the peaceful transfer of power, this plot that former President Trump and, again, one of his legal advisors, John Eastman, engaged in, which would have tried to prevent the certification of the Electoral College vote. The second big charge here is conspiracy to defraud the United States. This charge requires that two or more people conspire to commit an offense against the United States or an agency or to defraud the United States or an agency. And that one of the people that conspired to do so, that they actually take some sort of act, that they do something to affect the object of the conspiracy, meaning it's not just in their mind, there's some specific action that takes place. This carries with it potentially up to five years in prison. Now, what facts are we talking about here? We're talking about this big lie, the idea that the former president knew he did not win the election, but he kept saying over and over again that he did, and that he did that to basically gin up anger among many of his supporters who ended up storming the Capitol on January 6th, that he did so to raise money. And again, 
that he did so knowing that there was no truth to it. It also involves this theory that the former president put forward that Vice President Pence could refuse to certify the Electoral College vote. We know that Vice President Pence, in fact, had a constitutional duty, as he understood, to certify the Electoral College vote. This charge is referred against both the former president and, again, against John Eastman. So the first two charges, that charge of obstruction of an official proceeding of Congress and the charge of conspiracy to defraud the United States, both of those are referred to the Department of Justice, suggesting that they be brought against the former president and John Eastman. The third charge here involves the words insurrection. If this sounds important, it's because it really is. This is a grave offense. And it requires that a person incites, sets on foot, assists, or engages in any rebellion or insurrection against the authority of the United States, or, and here's our key here, or gives aid or comfort to those who do, in fact, try and incite an insurrection. This charge carries with it up to 10 years in prison. The reason that I focused on this aid or comfort language is because that's what I heard them focusing on in the committee hearing. And so what the committee is actually suggesting here, I don't think is that Trump himself incited the insurrection, again, based on the evidence that they were able to obtain, but that he gave aid or comfort to those who did. The last charge here that the House Select Committee referred to the Department of Justice, the last statute at issue, it's one that we haven't talked about as much. It involves knowingly and materially making false statements. So this charge requires that a person knowingly and willfully basically falsify documents that are given to the federal government. This charge would allow up to five years in federal prison. And this involves the elector's plot again. And it's the idea that these slates of fake electors could, in fact, vote for the former president. The reason that this charge can be brought is because there were some documents that were, in fact, submitted by the former president to both Congress and the National Archives involving these fake electors and this scheme related to the fake electors. So those are the four charges that are at issue here. Now, let's remember, this is a symbolic act. The Department of Justice will make its own independent assessment. We know that the House Select Committee members have been frustrated the Department of Justice isn't moving more quickly. It doesn't mean that they're not moving at all. It just means they're not moving at the speed that maybe we would like them to. We can also remember that Merrick Garland, the attorney general, appointed an independent counsel to review, to take over this particular case. And so that person will make a recommendation to Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland will then make the final call. And I just want to tell everybody, I don't think we're talking about weeks here. I think we're talking about months. One more thing I want to mention, because I just said we're talking about months. The former president is, of course, not just the former president. He's also a candidate now to be president once again. One of the things that we heard in the committee meeting today is that Jamie Raskin, one of the House members, said 
And if you're convicted on this insurrection charge, it means that you're disqualified from holding federal office again. That's true. That is what the statute says. But in this case, I believe that the Constitution would trump the congressional statute and the Constitution lays out the qualifications for becoming president. Now, we've never been here before, but I think the best legal answer is that it's the Constitution that provides the exclusive qualifications here. The Constitution doesn't talk about this insurrection charge. And so I'm not entirely sure that even, and I know this is going to sound crazy, but even if the former president is tried and convicted of giving aid or comfort to those who incite an insurrection, I'm still not sure that means he's legally disqualified from holding future office. So that's it for now. This is a breaking news edition of Passing Judgment. Please, of course, subscribe, rate, and review. And you can find me across all social media at Levinson Jessica.